Welcome to the VoxGig podcast. We talk to people in the developer community about developer relations, public speaking, and community events. For more details, visit voxgig.com podcast. All right, let's get started. There are many legitimate pathways into the developer relations role. Our guest today, Julia First Morgado, comes from a law and marketing background. But that doesn't mean she can't code. And in fact, her opinion is that you do need to be able to code to do the DevRel job properly. And when she decided to go down this career path, that's exactly what she did, learn to code. But of course, her time in marketing has stood her in good stead, and she knows how to build a community or two and generate an awful lot of followers in a very short space of time. We talk about all this and more so if you're thinking of getting into developer relations, you cannot yet code. You could do worse than follow the pathway that Julia has taken. Julia, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to the Box Gig podcast. It is great to have you on today. Uh, I'm so pleased you could uh, you could join us because you have really interesting background. Yes. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, I was really excited when you invited me to be on here and uh, I'm I'm really excited as well to share more about my story my, my journey and hopefully inspire other people to to become devrels as well yeah because it is a new career um, I've had a few guests on the podcast where we talk about we 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 kind of did devrel stuff <laughs> For the last 10 years, mm -hmm. but we didn't have a name for it. And now there's a name and it's a proper job and you can yeah. be hired for it. And, and hopefully there will eventually be training and courses and all that sort of stuff. But I think um, I think you're a really interesting uh, example of how people end up in DevRel. Uh, because I'm, I'm just really fascinated because you started by studying law and then you did marketing and you taught yourself to code. And now you do DevRel for fairly substantial organization with a significant mm -hmm. developer user base. So how did that happen? Start at the start, go all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long story, but like long story short, I am originally from Brazil and I went to law school there. I graduated in 2016 and right after I moved to the U.S., and unfortunately, uh, for law, also I think like medicine, you can't work in the U.S. until uh, unless you go back to school and revalidate your degree. So I thought, no, I don't want to do that, and I ended up going to Berkeley and studying business because I thought, oh, if I study business, I might be able to work, uh, like have more options of work after yeah. that. So I studied business. And I got a job in marketing, uh, be, mostly because I always thought I was a creative person. I loved my marketing classes uh, at Berkeley. And yeah, I got a job in marketing in New York. I moved to the, to New York and I worked in marketing for probably like around five or six years. Um, it was great. You know, I worked at two small companies and then I ended up working at an MSP for three years. Uh, for those that don't know, an MSP uh, is a managed service provider. Uh, uh, they provide IT services for uh, other companies. 
So that's when I got more curious and interested in learning more about tech. I was working a lot with DevOps engineers, software engineers, sysadmins, etc. And I thought I wanna I wanna become more technical. So I took a courses, a few courses online, etc. Uh, on and off. And uh, last January, well, not yet, January 2022, I started a bootcamp called 100 Devs. It's online, free, anyone can start it. Uh, it, it's a, it was a great experience, you know, the instructor is amazing. Uh, his name is Leon Noel. And uh, I, I studied, I did a bootcamp for uh, six months. I know the bootcamp went until October, but I stopped around July because I was doing some other things. Uh, I, I have a big problem. I try to do a lot at the same time. So while I was learning uh, programming, you know, JavaScript, Node, React, I also got a very interested in DevOps and Kubernetes. So I kind of went out on a tangent and started learning that as well. but. I feel like uh, since I started uh, the, the boot camp, I, I started creating a lot of content. So I created a Twitter on January, like right when I started the boot camp, I created a Twitter account and I, I shared my journey on there, whatever I was learning, the projects I was working on. I'm sorry, Julia, uh, is, is, is this the Twitter account that has 17,000 followers? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I know. People That's ask amazing. me how how did yeah, how did you grow your account so fast? Wow. And I would tell you, you know, it's a lot about engaging with the people on Twitter, collaborating with others, and uh maybe I'll touch on that later as well. But yeah. these will help you if you want to become a DevRel in the future. These all are very essential to do um because you need to build a community around you. So you need to make friends uh, online because now everything's online. I know I'm lucky to live in New York City. So I get to go to a lot of events in person. But for people that are in, in other places that there, there, are, there isn't a lot going on, you can do a lot online nowadays. So, you know, go on Twitter, on LinkedIn and, and message people. One thing that I I started doing when um, I started 100 Devs is doing coffee chats because this was something that the Leon told us to do. It was part of our homework, actually, to do at least two or three coffee chats with people in the industry already every week. And uh, I think this was the most important thing for me that really helped me grow because you make friends, you get to learn from people that are already like experts that are already in the industry. So what I would do is message people on Twitter, DM them. You know, first I would actually uh, engage a lot, a, a little with their content, just because I, I I hate cold DMs. You know, like people don't even know yeah. who you are, and you just DM them and hey, can you help me? No, they're not gonna help you. So you need to first engage with their content so they can uh, see who you are and, and see that you're interested in, in what they have to share. And then I would message them and ask, 
hey, do you have like 15 minutes to chat? I would love to learn more about your journey, how you got in tech. And if you, I, I, I want to ask you some questions. And most of the people were, were, um, were okay with that. And, and uh, I did probably more than 100 coffee chats throughout the okay. the first semester of 2022 yes um yeah as, so as, is, mm -hmm. is it, i guess there's i guess there is a little bit of a numbers game when you're getting mm -hmm. started right you've got to put the time yes in. Mm -hmm. yes put the time and the effort because you're competing again against like millions of other people that also want to get into tech uh, they might have a computer science degree, they might have gone to a boot camp or might have studied like self-taught. And, uh, you know, the first job is the hardest one. Probably everyone has heard that already, but it's true. Once you get that first job, like it gets so much easier. People start messaging on LinkedIn, like recruiters. Hey, I, I, I saw your background. Would you, I would be interested in to talk to you talking to you etc so yes the first job is the hardest one and that's when you need to put the most work for sure mm -hmm. i'm interested in um you you, you took to coding <laughs> um mm -hmm. you obviously found it um intellectually satisfying to do and uh, something that that you could make a career out of i'm interested in the parallels between law and coding um, I studied a small amount of law in, in college as well. And, um, you know, it is kind of written code. Do you, do you think your brain was kind of set up that way to write code anyway because of the training in law? Or Yeah, maybe. I think uh, in law there's a lot of problem solving and probably I, I got, I, I took that and, and was able to use that in coding. Uh, also, you know, you, you have to read a lot and, and study a lot, but I think that's the same for, for all the industries. Uh, but that really helped me, you know, to be disciplined when I, I started the bootcamp. So I would study every day, even on weekends, I would put like two, three hours. Um, cause yeah, the beginning is crucial. You need to be disciplined and, and study and you know work on projects do like coding challenges there are a lot of uh websites online that you can do coding challenges lead code code wars etc and uh that's why a lot of people they end up giving up at the beginning because it's not easy it's definitely not easy but uh maybe maybe law gave me that uh resiliency that that uh make, made me keep going you know do you think that um, if you work as a DevRel, because there's lots of aspects to DevRel, right? Um, mm -hmm. Do you think it's necessary to be able to code? Yes. Uh, a lot of people, well, yes. I Let me tell you a little bit of what DevRel is. People ask me, uh, what does a DevRel do? So it's not marketing, it's not sales, it's not a software developer. I would say it's a mix of everything. But DevRels, they need to learn, they need to know how to code because they'll be working with the product of, of the company they work for. So they have to work on projects, create, you know, like demos, et cetera. 
and and then create content around that. So if they don't know the technical part, how will they be able to talk about that at a conference or on a video stream, on a podcast, you know? So if they don't know how to code, then they can go to marketing, I would say. Because marketing, you don't need to be technical. But um, if you want to become a DevRel, yes, you need. You don't need to be an expert, a, a software engineer, but you need to know at least the basics and then uh, keep studying. I think like any, in any industry, uh, people should always keep studying and, and keep learning. So that goes uh, as well to DevRels. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that is a good point because you have to. Well, I, the, I suppose the, the, the interesting question is: Is DevRel a part of marketing? Is it a part of customer success in in your current company, Veeam? Uh, and you guys mm -hmm. do like backup solutions and stuff. I think, or you, yes, you know, tell me more. Um, you know, you're interfacing with developers that are using the product. But how are you guys organized? Do you do you report to marketing? Do you report to the CTO? Do you have your own unit? Yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah, we do report to the CTO. We are right under the CTO, um, but it depends on the company. I've heard of companies that have DevRel under marketing, DevRel under engineering, uh, DevRel under sales as well. They work uh, uh, along with sales. But for Veeam, I we we work under the CTO and it's it's funny because they don't we're we're not called DevRels. We're called global technologists. I don't know why they, they chose that name, but uh yeah we, we do DevRel. I, I go to conferences a lot to talk about the product, you know, evangelizing. Because you you DevRel is the same as developer advocate, developer evangelist. People I don't know there are so many names for, for the same role, yeah. the same yeah. job, which is yeah. basically, you know, like creating content around the product, technical content, uh, I'm sorry, technical content about the product, going to conferences, uh, talking also about the product, building communities around the, the company and, and uh, the company goal, raising awareness for the company. So yeah, all of that are are some of the tasks that a DevRel does. And I, I'm just thinking about who, if people are thinking about going into this job, and they're trying to understand if they're suitable for it. What what I found, uh, I I was a coder, and the first ten years of my career, I was just sitting in an office quietly coding. I didn't go, I didn't mm -hmm. go to communities or, or talk to anyone really. Um, but what I found was that uh, there was quite there was quite a lot of coders that were a lot better than me who could just do the details a lot more. But mm -hmm. my bosses would often ask me to do the presentations, this type of thing. Um, yeah, I sort of went through a journey of self discovery where I realized I'm not really good at one thing, but I'm okay at a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> And I don't a gener know, generalist. Yeah, yeah. As a, would you agree? I mean, if you, if you feel that you're a generalist or you have a wide range of interests, that DevRel is a good career option. Yeah, probably. I would say um, there are also uh, people that are specialized in, in one area. They also can be DevRels. But uh, generalists tend to be uh, to go towards that that path. 
because they can talk about different topics, you know, so they can go to a conference uh, and, and talk about several, several different things. And, and then they meet people and, and, you know, they, they, yeah, they, they can talk about a lot of things and probably that helps, but you, not necessarily. I think what's important to be a DevRel is like, you're comfortable uh, with, you know, like you you have your social skills. These are very important because a lot of people in tech, they are more shy, you know, introverts. Not that if you're an introvert, you cannot be a DevRel, but it would be harder because you get to interact a lot with other people, with uh, communities, uh, with uh, you know, like talking, uh, public speaking. So it, it will be harder for introverts. Um, but yeah, definitely you can do it. You you'll have to work on that. But um, yeah, not not necessarily. Uh, you need to be a generalist. I think like whoever wants to be a devrel, you can be. You just need to follow follow some steps. You know. Yeah, and talking about it as a career choice. Um, so. At the moment, uh, where we are, there's there's a whole bunch of tech layoffs happening, and you know the word the word on the street is that uh, you know DevRels are particularly vulnerable because they're not seen as building core product and fall under marketing, and marketing always gets cut when these types mm-hmm. of things happen. Um, so I don't know, do, you know, does is that a temporary blip? It, I mean, it feels like DevRel is has to be a fundamental thing that companies do now, especially all the companies that are API based. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like you, you kind of you have to have a DevRel activity in, in your business. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with you, but uh, because it's a, a new role, uh, I, I, even I didn't know what a DevRel was. Before I started uh, coding, before I started the bootcamp, I had never heard of this term, of this role. And uh, even a lot of companies, they don't know what a DevRel is and they don't, or they don't see the value of uh, of what DevRels do. So that's the main problem. And then uh, they, you know, with all these layoffs, people, companies, they need to cut the budget. And yes, end up, you know, uh, letting go the dev routes. Usually they keep the marketing staff, uh, but dev routes are probably like one of the first ones to go, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I wonder, will that change over time? Um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. certainly, I mean, I, as a developer, as a, as, as somebody who helps companies and I do fractional CDO stuff and all that sort of thing. I'm, I'm the key decision maker for a lot of the third party mm-hmm. services that my clients would use. So I'm very aware of the DevRel capabilities of, of those service providers and that drives my decision. So if they don't have a good engagement model with developers, I'm gonna recommend somebody else. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, but I don't know if if you will agree with me. But for instance, I've been to a lot of conferences and talked to people, and then I tell them, "Oh, I'm a DevRel," and they say, "What is a DevRel?" 
So, like, you tell me if it ha has happened to you as well. And, and, and that's my goal um, also with my job is to, you know, raise awareness of what a DevRel is and why companies need a DevRel uh, to help them grow. Because otherwise, uh, you know, if companies, they don't see the value of it soon, soon, like they, they won't even want to have DevRels. DevRels jobs will go away. And, and who knows? I don't think it will disappear, but you know we need that. DevRels are very important. They are like the bridge between uh, the company and the 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 audience, their target audience, which are the, mostly for these companies that you mentioned, like APIs, etc. Also, like my company, backup software, like software companies. DevRels are the bridge between the company and the, their audience, their their customers. Yeah. Um, which takes me on to the, 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 the next kind of question that I had for you since you would have recently had this experience. Um, but I, I like to discuss these scenarios because so many people are still moving into this role, um, which is if I've just, if I've just taken on a job as a developer advocate, um, what, what should I do in my first three months? Um, and, and, I suppose let's make the scenario a little bit more concrete. Um, right now, the majority of people are coming into organizations who decided, oh, we need developer relations. Let's hire a team. Mm -hmm. not really put much structure in place, right? We're not talking MongoDB, yeah. who built their whole business on developer relations. Um, so let's say you've taken on a job in an organization where developer relations is only starting. Um, what do you do in the first three months? Yeah, so um, uh, I, that's hard, you know, especially for small companies, startups that uh, start bring up uh, DevRels to start a new a new department. I would say it, it can be very tricky, but I think like first, you know, sit down with marketing and sales and align, you know, the goals and objectives are the, of the company. What do you want to achieve? Uh, throughout the year and, and work together with them. And then after, besides that, I think like um, it's all about taking the initiative. The DevRels, um, they need to, you know, submit CFPs to go to, to, to conferences. Uh, they need to create content, uh, documentation, videos, blog posts, uh, and anything around that. And also, um, which is one other aspect of uh, Dev of DevRels, is community. So trying to to engage with the community, uh, uh, whether it can be online or in person. Uh, in my case, for example, I run a meetup here in New York City called uh, New York Code and Coffee, and I was even doing that before I, I got my DevRel job at Veeam. But now I I use it to my advantage, you know, like I, I give some uh, we, uh, not webinars but um, like demos at the at the um, meetup. I also I'm an AWS community community builder, so we're planning to do uh, a small meetup as well here in New York City with Veeam and AWS. So you know, it's all about engaging with the community and uh, helping other people 
uplifting other people and, and, and helping them, you know, like uh, grow in their career. Because then there will be, there will, well, they will start looking at you and, you know, thinking of you as the go-to person for, for the product, for, for whatever needs they do have. Yeah, and what you've just—I mean, what you've just, just just described. Some organizations expect it to be done organically, and other organizations mm-hmm. uh, measure it quite carefully, right? So they generate OKRs and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it work at Beam? Is is there a, a measurement system, or is yeah? It so I'm good I'm or? very fortunate that we don't have any KPIs or anything. We um like measurements. Uh, we have a lot of freedom to do uh, what we want, which we which can be good and bad, you know. Um, but I think like this, my my manager even told me that before from before I I started the job that he wasn't going to be a micromanager and and uh, I would have the freedom to do whatever I wanted. So which means I need to take the initiative and and, and do things. And uh, the only goal of uh, the the only thing that they expect is to see, you know, uh, more awareness of the company, um, you know, on social media, people talking about it. So I think that's the only thing they expect. They don't expect more sales, more people signing up or or downloading our product because this is more for sales and marketing. Yes. So, but again, this depends a lot from company to company. A lot of companies, uh, when they, when DevRel is under marketing, they do have these measurements. So, oh, you go to a conference, you need to bring at least uh, X amount of people uh, to sign up for the product. But uh, we don't have that at Veeam, and I'm very grateful That's for that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because- if you did that, I mean, you know, lots of conferences won't even take talks that are just product. Exactly, exactly. Try mm-hmm. to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one like developers. Back. Yeah, developers. They don't want to be pitched. You know, yeah, it doesn't uh, work like that. Doesn't exactly. Uh huh. But, it's, but it's, it's kind of strange because at the same time, in in my personal experience, what happens is that you you give a talk that somebody's interested in, and they talk to you afterwards. You might have a few Twitter messages over the next year. And then mm-hmm. 18 months later, that's when they're ready to buy. And, there's yeah. a mm-hmm. and then, you know, it turns out that was a million dollars in revenue. Exactly. Of a conference yeah. That's why you need. Ago, right? uh-huh. That's why you need to nurture it. Similar to what marketing uh, has, you know, nurturing the leads. DevRels, they also do have that. But it's more, you know, engaging and collaborating, helping uh, the people. Uh, it can be similar to you can call it nurturing as well, but it, it, it's not um, something that you know you're forcing them. Oh, look at this blog post or or sign uh, or um, download this this app and use it. No, it's just you know uh, be there for when they need you, and then they'll remember you uh, in a few months uh, when then when they really need you exactly. And I think that insight is the right place to finish up and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Julia, thank you so much. This has been uh, really, really interesting. And it's good to get an insight from somebody who uh, has just recently entered and taken up this role. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people I've, I've spoken to are, are, are like me, right? They've, they've been 
doing dev for a couple of years and um, sort of randomly ended up in DevRel. But uh-huh. you, were, <laughs> you were a lot more goal focused, which is very, uh, which is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And, and if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to me. I'm mostly active on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you saw. Uh, and I'm, I will be happy to answer questions. Yeah, we were talking just just before we started recording that um, you know a lot of people are thinking about going into DevRel and they need mm-hmm. guidance and you know they need they need pathfinders like yourself who yeah mm-hmm. kind of figured out how to how to get there because the role and the job is still still being defined. Uh, it is a great exactly. job. I, I I love doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so yes, much. thank you so much, Richard. Thank you for having me. It was great, and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Till next time. <laughs> Absolutely, in New York, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Take care. You can find the transcript of this podcast and any links mentioned on our podcast page at voxgig.com/podcast. Subscribe for weekly editions where we talk to the people who make the developer community work. For even more, read our newsletter. You can subscribe at voxgig.com slash newsletter or follow our Twitter at voxgig. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.